Amen. Thank you guys so much. High five. Tell the person you're sitting next to that it's good to see them. So good to see you. Hey, you guys know, you, you guys know that this is boring without people here, right? It's boring. We've tried it. Every once in a while, midweek, I'll, I'll just bring the staff in here. We turn off all the lights and everything. and We just kind of sit here, and it is, it's not good. It's not. It's, so thank you guys for being here and joining us and showing up. And, and, and we pray that you've had a great weekend. And I know your brackets are already busted. I mean, the University of Maryland, something county, Baltimore County, UMBC, the retrievers of UMBC. Come on, somebody. It's amazing. Lord, have favor on the North Carolina Tar Heels is all I ask. Lord, I've been faithful to the gospel. And Lord, for these sinners that are making noises in this room right now, the altar is open. Amen, Pastor Gary. Amen, it's good. We're in this series called Make Room. And today I have a, a message entitled, I'm Hungry. This series is on fasting. And for those of you that have been out of the loop for the last couple of weeks, you're probably regretting your decision to come today because we're talking about fasting. We're talking about making room in our lives and giving up something. And when we do for a spiritual purpose, here's what happens. God shows up and does something supernatural in our lives. Amen? But some of you are feeling pretty weak this week, aren't you? W-E-A-K. You're feeling weak this week. Many of you have chosen to seek the Lord deeply through this spiritual fast. And, and, and I know that that's a struggle. It's been a struggle for me. But I just want to remind you of something that we said last week. I warned you, but I gave you the secret to, to enduring and making it through, right? On your own strength and ability, you will not be able to endure these 21 days through a spiritual fast. But I also want to remind you of what it says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Come on, somebody. That's the word of the Lord, and that's a promise you can hang on. Come on, how many of you have ever trusted in God and you've allowed God to work in you and see you through something in your life? You know what I'm talking about. On your own strength, willpower, and, and fortitude, you will not endure. I love the email I got from somebody on, on, on Friday morning. Friday morning, Pastor, I'm excited about this series and where we're going. I made a commitment to the Lord, but I've already blown it. I just want to confess that. <laughs> and I said, you sinner, there is no hope of heaven. <laughs> I did not say that. Come on, the fast is not about me, but it's about what God wants to do in your life. Amen? You're not doing it to please us. You're doing it to, to press in and to make room for a God that, that wants to step in and reveal himself to you in ways. Oh, man, I'm just telling you that you've never experienced him before. But how many of you have needed his strength this week? Amen? Listen, I hope that you've dialed into our social media handles, Instagram and Facebook, and, and, and we're posting daily. We're, we're posting scripture that you can read, and we're posting a prayer that you can pray as well. How many of you, round of applause, have seen those this week and you've taken advantage? Awesome. Good. And so they're there for you and they're meant for you just to, to have something to see you through your day, to get your focus off of things on the table and to get your mind focused on things up above. Amen. We can't do this, but through the power of the Holy Spirit, he gives us what we need. Now, those of you that are participating in this fast, you, you understand those, those hunger pangs that someone encounters when you make a commitment like this, right? Those, those physical, 
urges to eat, much like the sinner, I mean the, the lady that sent me the, uh, the, the email that said she'd already fallen off the commitment. That's okay. That's normal. And, and, and hey, how many of you have found yourself being tempted by things that you don't normally eat? I, I was watching TV this weekend and, 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 and a commercial came on about a local burger chain here and how their meat is never frozen. It's always fresh. And then they displayed one of these fresh, delicious, double-decker, cheese-oozing, vegetable-garnished burger in front of me. And I'm telling you, I about leapt through my 57-inch screen to grab one of those. Now, listen, I've not eaten at Wendy's since 1987, but I wanted one at that moment. Anybody know what a preacher's talking about, right? Come on, somebody. It looked delicious. But Pastor Gary, I said, Lord, I can't do this. But you can. And then I said, get thee behind me, Satan, throwing that garbage in front of me. But you're hungry, aren't you? You get hungry. And if we're not dependent upon God through this thing, I'm telling you, John, it's a train wreck. It's a mess. But you can do it through Christ who gives you strength. That's the same thing that happens in a spiritual fast. Just as I long for and I hunger for a physical piece of food. I've not craved tofu. I'm just telling you that. But just as I hunger and long for that, God, as I make room and as I press in and as I trust him in this moment, oh, I'm telling you, man, he satisfies and he meets my every need. Am I talking to anybody? Listen, as you carve out time for God, you will begin to experience him, right? And I do pray that in the midst of this, our cry would be what we just sang, that we want more. More. I mean, is anybody really satisfied? You're done with God. You, you've got all of him you need. You've got all of his provision. You've got all of his protection. You don't need to know him any deeper. You're just, I've attained it all. No, if that's you, you better watch out. But we want more of God, and that's a good thing. Well, here's the point of our message today about being hungry. When you're hungry for more, you will receive more. You, you know that after you've gone without food for a long time and then you, you get back to that Golden Corral buffet moment. You remember that? And, and, and you know how you, you, the, the willpower has waned and there's not any and you just gorge. And when they, the installation of that chocolate fountain at the Golden Corral, come on somebody. Forget the mess that they put out that's been out for like seven hours beforehand. It, I've not been to Golden Corral in a long time. I act like I know what I'm talking about, right? But, but you know how when you've gone without, the, the, the first time you're back, man, you, you eat a lot more than, than probably you can handle, and then you feel like, yeah, you, you just don't feel good, right? It's the same thing when it comes to our relationship with God. When we hunger and when we long for more of him, guess what he does? He, he meets that need in our lives. He fills us up. You will receive more. Guys, listen, if we're not careful, say careful. If we're not careful, we can allow life to get us in the same old ruts and routines without us even realizing it, can't we? Anybody feel like right now you're in a rut in your routine? You're spinning your wheels, but you're not getting anywhere, right? You're like that hamster in the wheel in the cage and you're running, running, but you're going nowhere. 
You see, our relationship with the Lord can suffer the same fate. When we don't do what, what it takes to, to stay sharp, when we don't do what it takes to stay sensitive to the Holy Spirit, listen, even things like what we've participated in here today, our praise, our worship, even the offerings that we bring into the my best box, even preaching, listen, those things can become heartless routines to God. Did you know that? They can. In fact, maybe you walked in today or maybe you dialed in today and, and for you, you really didn't want to be here or, 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 or a spouse or a friend or, so, or you came to get the gold band for jump in so you can have free cotton candy today. Um, but you really don't want to be here. Listen, th- th- this can become routine. This can become mundane. This can become what I would call lifeless. You know, as a believer, you can pray and you can read your Bible. You you can go to church week after week and you can still be losing sight of your first love. It's not that you don't love the Lord. But but, but the the busyness of this thing called life can, can, can bring you to the point of, of losing your, your freshness. I love what Pastor Chach prayed for a fresh breath of God. Don't you love fresh breath? Is there anybody that loves old stanky breath? No, you want freshness. And I'm just telling you, God wants us to bring freshness in his, into his presence as well. But some of us, if we're not careful, we can lose that. We can lose our enthusiasm. We can lose our sensitivity to his spirit and what brings him Glory, amen? Wow, hungry, are you hungry? You know, when you're hungry, you enjoy a wide range of great foods, don't you? You, you, you don't just stick to one type of food unless you're a freak, right? You, 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 I mean, it's, it's the smorgasbord, it's the buffet, it's throw it all out there, appetizer, main course, dessert, all of that, right? Let me ask you something. What if God were hungry? And and what if all that we had to feed him were the same old religious routines day after day? Do we ever do that, you think? Let me make, do do you ever show up here on on, on a Sunday and, and it's just kind of routine? And, and you're here because, well, there's nothing else to do or, and you're just kind of showing up, you're present. Or you like the coffee. Uh, you're just here. If we're not careful, we, we can just show up and we can just go through the motions of, of this thing called relationship. And, and I think in moments, God said, you know what, man, I, I wanted so much more from you, but you know what you're doing? It, it, you're just bringing me religion again. There's nothing fresh, nothing new. There's nothing that's exciting for me. It's the same old, it's tofu. What is that anyway? It wiggles. That's why God said to Israel in Psalm chapter 50, he said this, If I were hungry, I would not tell you. For all the world is mine and everything in it. You see, Israel had been caught up in the practice of just practicing. 
They caught up in the rituals and just bringing stuff to the Lord and not realizing and understanding significance of it or desiring more or a longing. You listen, God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He, he does not need our routines. He, he does not savor heartless activity. And, and he doesn't want our leftovers when, when, when he can, let's be honest, he can go get fed elsewhere, can't he? He can. So I... My heart hurts sometimes when, when I, and I believe that the same spirit that's here is the same spirit that wants to be at, at other places of worship today. You believe that? But I, my heart hurts when I hear sometimes that, man, we just didn't feel the spirit of God there. It's not that he didn't want to be there, but maybe it's just that there wasn't anybody hungry. Maybe no one brought anything fresh to the table today. Maybe nobody came with really an, an expectancy. Do, do you come expectant? Do, do you, you enter your time with him on a daily basis? Hey, hey Lord, I, I'm ready for this. I'm expecting God, go with me. Are you expect, or is it just mundane and rote and routine? Listen, true worship that comes from our hearts, true, true worship that comes from our hearts that it feeds him and it satisfies him. It's something that he desires from us. He just deserves it. He, he deserves true worship. And our religiosity is of going through those motions once a week or maybe once a month. It doesn't please him. As much as I believe being obedient to his word and what he's calling us to live and be. And then and the reason this fits in with this discipline of fasting is it's really simple. See, fasting is a means of constantly renewing yourself spiritually. Fasting is a means of constantly renewing yourself spiritually. Remember Matthew chapter 6? Jesus said three things when you. He said when you give, when you pray, and when you fast. Did you know that you're supposed to give to the, to the church? Did you know that? It says that. You know that you're supposed to give on, and also help people in need. Did you know that? Jesus says when you give. Did you know that you're to give her your time, your gifts, your talents, your abilities? You know you're supposed to give those things. You're, you're, he says when you give. He's just assuming that you're going to do that. He says that also in Matthew chapter 6, when you pray. You know you're supposed to pray, right? We're not talking about the token prayer mealtime or when you tuck the kids in bed or when you're stuck in traffic in the dominion area. Ugh, when are the helicopters coming out, you know? Seriously. Um, but, but he also says when you fast. You see, when you fast, it's one of those ways of renewing yourself spiritually. This discipline of fasting breaks you out of the world's routine. It's a form of worship. Last week, we looked at the passage in Romans that says to offer your body to God as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to him. You see, this discipline of fasting, some of you have experienced it already. It will humble you, won't it? It, it, it will remind you of your dependency on God. It will, it will bring you back to your first love. It will cause the root of your relationship with Jesus to go deeper. It will. So fasting is renewing ourselves spiritually, right? If we, if we, if we just make room for God and we just cut food out, but we don't spend time in the word and in prayer, that's nothing that's called dieting. 
when I make room and when I dive into the word and when I dive in through prayer, God shows up. And man, he does a work in me. Am I talking to anybody today? Hey, did you know that God wants to move in your life? His desire is to move in a powerful way in your life. In fact, his plans for you, they're they're always progressing. They're always developing. Did you know that God wants to speak to you? And as you make room, as you push back the plate and carve out time and make room, listen, he wants to speak to you much like he would speak to a friend. I'm reminded of a gentleman in the Old Testament by the name of Abraham. Abraham was a man who, who worshipped God. He, he was a man who, who spoke with God and who followed God's call to leave everything to follow him to a land that he would show him. Now think about that for a few moments. Hey, honey, let's load up the U-Haul. Okay? All right, well, why and where are we going? I don't know. Let's just pack her up and let's hit the road. That's weird, isn't it? That's what Abraham did. Now, he didn't have a U-Haul, but, but, but he loaded everything. And he was faithful to God. I, Abraham, you just do what I'm asking. Okay, God, I got it. I'm on it. And he goes. See, his worship and his faithfulness had fed God for many years. And now in this moment, he has this opportunity to feed God in his natural sense. Listen, when you feed God, he will tell you things that he may hide from others. Listen, there are dimensions of of your glorious king that will never be revealed to people who are just casual in their worship. There are dimensions about God that will never be revealed to people who are disinterested worshipers. That there are walls of, of intercession that will never be scaled by dispassionate religious service or just a casual attender. So, so many times, was, man, I just wish I could be as tight with God as you are. You can. You can be. I'm nothing different. I'm nothing special. I just make time. I fostered the relationship. It's a big deal to me. But you have the same potential. It's not because I'm a pastor that I get the extra dose and, oh, God favors me more. Come on. He leaves and he'll come find you, you wayward one. He'll leave the 99. It's not that I have something you don't. It's just I'm taking advantage of it. Are you? Are you hungry? Do you want more of him? If you want more, he'll show up. You want to hear from God? Spend time with him. Talk to him. Hey, you you want to grow and, and understand what God's will is for your life? Ask him. Press in. Come on, somebody. And we make this harder than it is. And I'm telling you, when you take those steps to break out of the ordinary, when you take those steps to worship him as he deserves, you will begin to see facets of his being that you never knew existed. But listen, don't you be all put off with someone else that you're sitting next to today because, oh man, they look like they're in it. They look like God's blessing them in a greater way. Hey, listen, go hard after him. Press in. He wants you to know him. He's not playing hide and seek from you. Quit running from him and fall into his arms. That's a good message right there. That'd be a good sermon series. 
As you do, you're going to hear secrets about him that you never knew. His plans for your life will begin to be revealed. You're going to understand what he desires for you. When you worship God as he deserves, he is magnified. This passage of scripture, real quick, Matthew chapter 4, excuse me, Matthew chapter 5. We looked at a verse of scripture in the message. It's Matthew chapter um, 5, verse 6. It, it, It said this, Jesus says, you're blessed when you have worked up a good appetite for God. He's food and drink in the best meal you'll ever eat. So check this out. When you begin to develop a hunger for the deeper things of God, are you ready for this? He will fill you. Let's rewind the tape. When you begin to develop a deeper hunger for the deeper things of God, he will what? Fill you. He will. Are you hungry? If you're hungry, he will fill you. Now, I'm just telling you, sometimes being in a good service is not just enough. We, we, we pray every week that when you come and, and, and sit with us in this moment that you experience the presence of God. But listen, I'm telling you, this is not enough. Anyone here know what I'm talking about? I mean, you're hungry and you need more than this 70 minutes. Come on, somebody. Listen, we oftentimes say that preaching is a catalyst for life change, but it's being in a group that's going to sustain that life change. Listen, there are some of you here today that you're not just satisfied coming here once a week. You're tired of steady diet of church as normal. You're hungry. Can I encourage you with something today? If you're hungry and want to eat, I'm going to make it real easy for you today. When you leave here, there is a wall right here outside this worship center. It's called Get Connected. And on that get connected wall, if you're hungry, you might not be hungry. You might not want the deeper things. But for those of you that are hungry, did you know that there are about 40 different opportunities, different groups that we call around here for you to get connected with so that you can eat during the week? Some of them meet on Sunday night. Some of them meet on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You see what I'm saying? We got a group for everybody. We got a group of guys that met on a golf course yesterday. The clubhouse is still calling me about the poor display of golf ability. I'm saying we're working on it. We might not be good at golf, but I'm telling you, man, we put Jesus on display in our community and we're going to look. You know, we got a group for for married people that just finished up. Some of you say, I'm not married. That's all right. We got singles groups as well. Where you at, single ladies? Oh, single ladies. Where you at? Oh, where you at? Right? Preacher want to hook you up. We, we, we got groups for writers and actors. We got groups that study things like the Holy Spirit. We got groups that study. But are you saying what I'm saying? If you're hungry, you know what you do? You plug into a group and you eat during the week. Come on, some of you are not just eating right now. You're going to fast the rest of the week and nothing. You're going to eat something else. Listen, you get connected. That's why we do this. You need to find a group. I'm telling you, there's something about being in a group of people that spur you on and encourage you. In fact, the Bible says, let us not give up meeting together as some are in the, ooh, habit of doing. You know, there's another way for you hungry people to feed yourself. Check this out. It's called service. On that wall out there also and across the atrium, say yes to Easter, are serving opportunities around here. Hey, listen, you want to go deeper with God? Some of you say, oh, I just wish your sermons were a little bit deeper. Hey, you get up here and try to do this for 30 minutes and see how deep you can really go with people. I got people all over the radar. I got the Billy Grahams in the room today, and I got somebody that can't even spell Holy Bible. 
You see what I'm saying? I'm trying to pique your interest, but it's up to you to feed yourself and go deeper. In fact, can I just tell you something? Hang on, that's not the good part. Can I just tell you what Jesus said? Listen, Jesus would say that the way up to go deeper is is down. Listen, you're never as deep as the last person you served. And here's what's happening in churches all across America. is people are coming, they're getting fed every Sunday. And you're eating, and you know what? You're fat. And you ain't exercising. You're not putting into service what you're being fed. And you know what happens? You're about to explode like a Monty Python king. I can't eat one more thin mint. The king's gonna explode. Some of y'all about to explode right now because you eat, 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 and you ain't serving. You ain't exercising. I'm telling you, if you wanna grow, if you're hungry, if you wanna go deeper, you'll sign up to serve. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, and, and, and oh, Jesus did it. Drop the mic. Let's go home. Mm. Hungry people are desperate people. And if you're hungry, you're going to do whatever you can to eat. Feed yourself. Find it. Are you willing to push over custom? Are you willing to push over ritual? Listen, don't leave this house hungry. They want more of God than they've ever had. People breaking out of religious rules and regulations. People willing to think differently and break through because they want more of his presence. You want more of his power to turn your situation around. You want more of, as we sang about this morning, his miracle, working, healing power. I'm telling you, only Jesus can satisfy that hunger. Are you hungry? You see, fasting stirs a hunger in your spirit that goes deeper than this temporary physical hunger that so many of us are experiencing right now. You see, when you hunger for God, he's gonna fill you. And when you hunger for for God, he's gonna show up and do things in you you've never experienced before. Did, Did you know that Jesus, when he was ministering, you know that Jesus went through certain cities, that there were cities that he would go through where he could do no miracles? You know why? There wasn't a hunger in those cities. People weren't hungry from God. You know what I'm concerned about? I'm afraid that we as Americans in our comfy, cozy living, that we ain't hungry because we have everything we need. Some of us need to hop on a plane and go somewhere else that doesn't have what we have. Or maybe you just need to walk across to another hood here in the area and just just see some folks that are desperate and hungry. Jesus walked through certain cities and there were no miracles to perform because people had no hunger. They weren't longing for him. They had it all and they had no need for him. I believe today God is saying, I'm looking for someone who wants something. I'm looking for somebody who who, who will do more than just show up. But but, but they're going to be hungry for that which I want to place in them. You know, there was a religious group that we oftentimes bust their chops on in the New Testament called the Pharisees. The Pharisees couldn't move past their own traditions to recognize that the bread of life now stood before them. They were satisfied with their own religion and they did not hunger. I'm concerned that even today, the Pharisees are still present that we're not realizing how hungry we are. Jesus is here, but yet we choose not to indulge on the bread of life. They didn't hunger. 
Listen, when you hunger for more, you will receive more. God will break all the religious rules for you. Some of you might be sitting there this morning or tuning in and you say, hey, listen, I, I just, I, I've been told that, that I don't have the right background that God can use. Or, or, or someone's told you that, that you don't have the right connections to, to really do what, what, what you want to do. Listen, when you hunger for God, I don't care who you are, he will break all the rules. He will break all the regulations and he will break those rules that man has constructed to cause his favor to come upon your life. Are you hungry? Listen, anybody can be normal. No, normal is, is, is overrated. Someone has to say, I want more of you, Lord. I'm hungry. And I'm going to have to push tradition aside. I'm laying aside rituals. This mundane routine, this this me showing up not expecting, or or me just coming in and punching the clock. Some of you don't even give what we feed you every week. You ain't paying for nothing here. You're walking the check. Getting real. You're not giving. It's going to have to break through some of these mindsets in order for God to really do the work that he wants to do in your life. Man, I love you guys. I'm, I'm tickled pink. I don't know what that means. My mom used to I'm tickled pink that you come. And we're glad you're here. But I want to see a church that's hungry for more of God that will press in like never before, that will push through whatever you've thought and be willing to take a risk and step out on faith and trust God. I'm afraid to make room. Well, I am too, but I'm just telling you, if you'll do it, something incredible is gonna happen. So here's my suggestion to you as we wrap it up. Ezra's here. That's my cue. You gotta sit down. Here's my suggestion to you. Start pushing the plate aside. Show God you're serious. Start creating some space, making some room for him. You, you, you've got to get to that place where you're desperate for God again. We, 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 we must begin to desire him more than food or drink. Let us be filled with the bread of life instead of the refuse of religion. Oh, what? Let us be filled with the bread of life instead of the refuse of religion. Some of you, this is your first Sunday in a while. Listen, you've missed the fun. I want to encourage you. I want you to begin to fast right now. I encourage you to begin to start a fast right now and see what God does. If you're in a rut routine where your worship just isn't cutting it, if you haven't heard God speak to you in a while, if your circumstances seem to be the biggest obstacle in your life right now, listen, I can help you with all that. Begin a fast right now. Make room. And see what God does. Start with just today. Or maybe go several days. Hey, give up just some food. Some have given up chocolate. Some have given up meat. Some have, have given up sweets. Some are giving up alcohol. Listen, whatever it is, you, you just, just give or give up all food. Some are drinking bone broth. That's disgusting to me. That sounds awful. What are you having, buddy? Bone broth. Can I get a side of tofu with it? Oh, come on. Listen, the details are not as big 
are important. Listen, if it means something to you, it'll mean something to God, right? You just start and you watch him show up in your life. Are you hungry? If you're hungry, if you're desperate, and if you'll make room for him, he will fill you. I want to invite you to stand with me today. Thank you guys for being here. And man, ministry team is going to be standing down front today at the end of every service here at 1910. We, we stand here ready to come alongside of you in a time of need or just a word of encouragement, just to pray. Hey, maybe celebrate. Maybe there's something you want to celebrate. I, I tell you, 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 you will mess up one of our ministry team members today by just coming and saying, hey, I just got to tell you something awesome that God's doing in my life right now. Come on, somebody testify this, this day what God's doing. And Father, I want to just say we love you and we hunger for more of you. God, I, I pray that we would not be satisfied, that we would have a desire to get out of a rut routine, the mundane, the religious things, to pursue a vibrant, growing, thriving relationship with you. Lord, there's so much that you have for us. There's so much that you want to speak into us. And God, that will come as we carve out time, as we create space, as we make room. God, as we dial in and seek you through prayer and through the word. Oh God, there's so much you have for us. Father, I can't wait to see the great and awesome things that you're going to do through a church that is collectively seeking your face the deeper things of you. You'll reveal them. You'll make yourself known. And we will be better because of it. And we will give you the glory. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you, guys. You're dismissed.